Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Holy Spirit lives with you. He's with you. The word is para. He's alongside you. He's with you. He will be in you. It's the same word. They just spell it with an E. E-N. In you. It's going to be in you. Now later, after he rose from the tomb in Acts 1.8, he told them, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, to the end of the earth. Do you realize how great of a gift it is to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit of God As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he shares with you that the Holy Spirit enables you, guides you, and empowers you to share the gospel of Christ. He's the one that guides you to a closer walk with Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Acts, chapter 2, as he begins his message, Gifts of Tongues. Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as a spirit gave them utterance. Now this was a fulfillment of two prophecies, the first being the one in Joel chapter 2 verse 28. We'll look at that next week, how Peter points the people of Jerusalem who gathered together when all this happened, and he tells them this is, this is the fulfillment of the prophecy that Joel gave, and that it had been hundreds of years before. But it was also a fulfillment of what Jesus had promised to them. Now, I want to take you back a little further. Jesus had said to his disciples, his apprentices, in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know, my mom used to tell me that, that that's, you know, that's the, 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 the genuine expression of love is obedience. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you. Present tense, he dwells with you and will be in you. So he was saying to his disciples way way before they understood, way before his crucifixion and resurrection, the Holy Spirit lives with you. He's with you. The word is para. He's alongside you. He's with you. He will be in you. It's the same word. They just spell it with an E. E-N. In you. 
going to be in you. Now, later, after he rose from the tomb in Acts 1.8, he told them, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, to the end of the earth. But notice, now there's a different Greek word. He will come upon you. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. This is a separate and distinct occurrence. And, and it's expressed by, by these three words, para, he'll be, he's with you, in you, he's going to be in you. And then finally, a P, when he comes upon you, you're going to receive power. So wh- what does the Bible teach us about this gift of tongues that happened when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost? Apparently, there was already some confusion about it 2,000 years ago, because Paul wrote about it at length in 1 Corinthians, particularly chapters 12 and 14. But in 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 4, the Bible says, pursue love. That's kind of a, you know, an imperative. You know, it's written sort of as a command. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Now, that's a, that's a really clear statement that hasn't been understood by a lot of the Pentecostal charismatic traditions. Over, over the years, this is something that's been overlooked many times. I overlooked it for years, but it's something that we need to see here. He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands it. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, the implication being only himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So the first thing we see here is that tongues, when a person speaks in tongues, it's prayer. It's his spirit, her spirit, speaking not to men, but to God. It's prayer. The Bible even gives us a contrast here between the gift of tongues and the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is given for the purpose of exhorting, ministering to, encouraging, edifying other people, the church. But tongues given to edify the individual himself, herself. So there's the purpose. Primary purpose for the gift of tongues is to provide the believer with a gift by means of which he or she can be built up. In other words, and this is the way I think of it, the way I encourage you to think of it. He gave it to you so that you can be spiritually fortified and strengthened. Fortified and strengthened. The gift of tongues is a good gift. It's a gift from God. How could it not be good? And he says you should desire all spiritual gifts. Now, the Bible tells us that it isn't a gift that God generally intends to be publicly paraded or displayed. So he gives us some guidance and even some limitations for its use. He says in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I wish you all spoke with tongues. Now, a couple of things there. Clearly, they did not. Not all of the Corinthians spoke in, in other tongues, right? Clearly, they, they didn't all speak in tongues. But he said, I wish you did. I wish you all spoke with tongues. But even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. But notice the context. Notice the context 
unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. The context here is, is public. He's like speaking, speaking in a public setting, speaking in tongues or speaking out prophecy in a public setting. That's the context. He says, but now brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? In other words, if the only thing I do is speak in tongues, you're not going to get anything at all out of that because you're not going to understand anything I say. I need to also share some sort of revelation, knowledge, prophecy, teaching. Verse 7, even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. In other words, just useless noises. Now, he, he goes on. Verse 10, there are, it may be so many kinds of languages in the world, but none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so, you, since you're zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret for if I, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is he saying there? What he's saying is that when you pray in tongues, you are bypassing your intellect. Now, this is important. Verse 15, what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks, since he doesn't understand what you say? For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in Acts when you tune in again. For now, though, you can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel, 
Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, please let us know if we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.